Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. What we do is we talk about restaurants, cooking, wine, uh, people you meet in restaurants, and all that kind of stuff. And it's great to be here with you talking about food and everything. Uh, J.W. Berry... Did you see that? Yeah. Was, I was just flipping through here, uh, seeing what's on the calendar today. And if it's the guy I think it is, he's a guy I went to Jesuit with and uh, an author. But I'm not sure it's the same guy. But it's. it's oh, I see. I thought you were talking about it, Jim Barry. Jim Barry? Yeah, he used to sell for the radio station. That's what oh, I thought you were Oh, well, talking. there's a. The, the one I'm thinking of was Jason. And yes. he was, uh, when I was at Jesuit, he was, a, I think, a. a, a I think he was a, a, a senior, and he had, was already writing books, and he's written quite a few books over the years. He has. Yeah, a local guy. Uh, you yeah. like to see that. 260-6368. Is that our number? Yeah, 260-6368. And uh, where are we right now? Well, we now? had a lively first hour talking about Stephen and Martin in 4141. Yeah, and who might that be? And we're mystifying X number of people. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm impressed because I have pretty much gone at your you 500 have? people oh. uh, in New Orleans. <clears throat> what, you uh, doubt that? No, 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 no. No, of course I. It's you know just a shtick, but um, <laughs> well, but I've got me figured out at last. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I've heard enough um, about that that I know that I don't need to hear any more about it but uh but we always talk about it and i thought it was really weird that um that bingo star would come up because bingo star i mean there are people that you think you're never going to hear anything about uh again yeah and then you do and i just was really uh surprised to be talking to the neighbor at the house and find out that that's bingo's father oh oh bingo the chef yeah 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 and i'll have to tell him the next time i see him uh how much conversation we had about bingo today and about his time at 4141 or Stephen and Martin or whatever it is that people called it. But I don't think anyone really called it Stephen and Martin i think they pretty much called it 4141 didn't they yeah, pretty much they did. I know you could get uh, uh, cigarette—I um, was going to say lighters, but they're you know the little matches. Matches. Uh-huh. When's the last time you used a nap for anything? A match. Uh, a match. Excuse me. I know that you use a nap all the time. Well, but I, I I do. Yeah. I, I have some around here because some people who are. You have some are, Stephen and Martin matches around I, here. I just might. Uh, there's uh, there was a guy who sent me. Uh, because one day on the show we were talking about uh, cigarettes and not not cigarettes so much as I've got all of these little 
these little collections things. of matchbook yeah, covers and, and, and such. He, and he brought okay? me a pile of them. I don't know of where they are. Of old matches from restaurants. Yeah, yeah, I've got them around here somewhere, uh, and uh, we could look them over if you want to. They're pretty. Some of them are pretty entertaining. I have a little mild collection of those myself. A mild collection. A mild collection, like uh, most mild. of them. Hey, most mild. of them. Get over here. And- most of them are uh, from Matchbox. That's the name of the restaurant. The one yeah. that you don't like that I like in D.C. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a little restaurant there with that name. Well, it's not yeah. a restaurant. It's not a chain of restaurants Oh, now. is it? Okay. Yeah, there's well, quite there a few we are. of them. You see what happens to them? And, uh, well, it's really good. That's why it's a chain because well, it's, it's yeah, really yes. good. Anyway. All right, 260-6368 is the number. Uh, we were we had a good conversation going about 4141. This is something out of my purview because I oh. did not go to <clears throat> bars or discotheques or anything like that when no. I was younger. No, me neither. Well, actually, I did, but nothing ever happened. Well, it was just yeah drifting along. Yeah, what can you say? Not much. But you probably went. You probably went to to eat as much as anything I else, did. right? I, I sure did. And uh, the the hot places I to mean, go. I, I think you probably were less inclined to try and get picked up or to pick up girls yeah, than I mean, you were, were just to eat. It was just, yeah. That's, well, I, I was taking uh You're Putting yourself chance. out there. Good for putting you. Myself putting out myself there. out there. Putting yourself out there. That's what you should do. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I never did it. No. <laughs> Uh, in case you're just joining us, all of this got triggered off by the fact that we were what? What was it? There was something. I don't even we remember how it started. Well, the, oh, I'll tell you how it started. Because I was looking at this eat book, the and eat I was book, going yeah. through the eat book and looking for restaurants that were in there, and I stumbled on Cannons, which I remember as being kind of popular, but really pretty ordinary. I thought. Um, when you and I were dating, did you find Cannons a little ordinary? Uh, yeah, Cannons it was quite by the, a come down from forty one forty. Cannons was a uh, really a step down, in my opinion, huh? For sure. For uh, uh, the restaurant that had been there before, yeah. which was uh, well, what now, evolved into New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Okay, company. but but it, but I don't think there's any relation between no, Cannons not and anymore. New Orleans there hamburger. Is, no. Okay, yeah, but. Yeah. But I think, I think first of all, I think New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood is still there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, okay. they are. Same place. Right. And nice looking and restaurant. 40, always I was. know. I forty one forty one though was less a restaurant and more of a club, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Copper Vine and whatever that club is on top of Copper Vine. Oh, I don't know, but I love it's it. Like it's like that scene is being. Reproduced for the 21st century yeah. with Copper Vine, which is over in the old Maley's building. The old Maley's restaurant. Yeah. And um, you ever go there to Maley's? And it's in well, its I went I think once with you, but yeah. never before that. But I do love Copper Vine. Hmm. And now there is a club on top of Copper Vine, and it's per- kind of like reliving the. It's a, it looks like a, a an apartment. Hmm. House, which is how the Maleys used it. They used to live up there in, during the daytime over the weekend. Is that they, right? Yeah, they had a place in Mandeville, and they would go home and spend, uh, you know, two or three days in Mandeville, and then they'd come back to Maley's Restaurant on Monday morning and with the brisket and all the other stuff that they've been 
we're famous for. Yeah. Well, that was a long, long time ago, and since then, that has seen the iteration of Smith and Walensky and whatever that bar was that was associated with that, and now it's become just Copper Vine, but there is a club whose name I can't remember on top of Copper Vine. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember how I found out about that, but it's not some place that, you know, anyone would, excuse me, say... Well, no, just say, like, you know, come on to this club. But it was somebody, somebody was getting married. And the wedding party went to that club after. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember who it was, but that's how I found out about it. And this was been about, like, Mardi Gras time. And I thought, oh, that's nice. I mean, I it's very clubby, so you have to, I thought you had to be, like, a member of a club. But you don't really have to. It's just a club. And so you have to be one of a number of people who don't get to too many for the fire marshal. So it's like they let people in and they let people out. But it's, you don't have to have like a special invitation to go to this club. Gosh, I'm going to have to think about whose wedding that was. Because um, I think I, I, I knew the group. <clears throat> and then I found out that they were going to a club. And we were invited to go. And I said, I don't even know what that is. And I didn't go. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to talk to us, I hope Ron Skiertino calls. Yeah, me too. Uh, Ron, I'd also like to talk to us. him about his snowball flavor. I, I think he guest hosted. Uh, I think he guest hosted the show once. I, I think so. Doubt that seriously. I, believe it or not, I think he I did. I really can't imagine that. But anyway, all right. So I guess we're just we've the Stephen and Martin thing has just sort of ground to a halt. So. It has. Yeah, so oh, okay. I'll find another thing to talk about in Grinder, bring the grinder in here. I uh, I will find another thing to talk. Well, cannons is what started the whole conversation, yeah. and then we were talking about uh, Galatoires <clears throat> and the various family connections yeah. having to do with Galatoires. I haven't been to Galatoires since uh, Philip Lopez took over. Has anybody been to Galatoires in the Philip Lopez regime? Because um, Galatoires is just about as staid. I mean, I realize <laughs> it's a fun place. I realize well, the that. difference between him and uh, uh, Philip is a is a pretty well. Broad I don't know one. who the him is that you're referring to, oh. but are you talking about Michael Sitchell? You no, know, he's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like there were the 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 old chefs that had been there forever, and then I don't even know how it turned up that who was the chef that left that Michael Sitchell replaced. Uh, uh good question. I think he's there now. So when was this Melvin that made the decision no, to just I, I, get? I'm sure Melvin had a big, big piece. Yeah, because in it because didn't Michael on top of didn't things. Michael Sitchell predate John George's buying it? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, so I think this must have been just like a Melvin decision. I'm going to, I'm going to bring a young hip chef and chef in here, which was bizarre because Michael Sitchell would have been like the last person I would have guessed. He, to go he to did. Uh, he did seem like not exactly a perfect. Uh, well, let's just put it this way. Let's say that I would say by that decision, the management tipped the hat that they were looking to be much more quote forward thinking than they had in the past. 
So then Michael Sitchell and his wild hair comes in there and they and he does a thing and I was kind of surprised that he lasted as long as he I, did. I couldn't believe it because I'm, I'm a fan of his. In fact, I'm you know, a fan of his I, too. But I, I mean, can, it's not a good fit. I mean, it didn't look like a fit to me. I can take about this much credit for his coming to New Orleans to begin with, because I was at in Napa Valley. Uh, for the wine auction. I was at that table with that conversation. Oh, were you? Well, then you remember. And he was talking about, you know, I'm thinking about going to uh, to New Orleans. I said, do it. Yeah. Do it. This is the perfect time. Perfect time. They're going to really love you. And he went there. And I said, don't do it, because how in the world can you leave this place? Yeah, it was a really different kind of deal. <laughs> I guess he, to was put at, it he was at the Meadowlands. That's where he was. Ron, hi. How? Well, welcome uh, to our program. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes out. Good to talk Ron. with you, Tom. My pleasure. We uh, have gotten, in, during the last hour and a half, a conversation about the history of the bistro, the gourmet bistro in New Orleans. And uh, you, as I have been telling them, uh, are, are a major figure yes. in that. And uh, I wonder if I could uh, ask you to put out your your history. Reminisce with us about yeah, Stephen yeah. and Martin in 4141. Well, what would you like to know about him? Uh, well, uh, I remember for quite a while saying the original uh, restaurant of that kind was Mr. B's and blah, blah, blah. And some kind of way, I forget how you did it, but you mentioned to me, not exactly, Tom. Uh, there was this other guy named me. Or you, what, what, you didn't actually say well, that. Well, Stephen but. and Martin's, you know, uh, it was the old Stephen Predated and Martin's. Mr. Then, but then when it was redone, and, and uh, I can't recall the year that it was, um, but that was the new Stephen and Martin. And we went around in circles um, thinking of, names for the new restaurant, but we decided to keep the old name. Dragonfly was one of the names that came up, I remember. But it was decided to keep Stephen and Martin as the name. Um, Were these the same people that had owned Stephen and Martin as Stephen and Martin, and then it was it was spiffed up, and it was still the same people that owned it? No, the owners of the 4141 Club, Frank Mumphrey and S.J. Cerniglia, purchased the old Stephen and Martin. So they had operated the 4141 for a number of years and then were looking to uh, serve food. So they spoke with the owners of the original Stephen and Martin's, purchased it, and then the restaurant was renovated. And I think I told you once before, Tom, uh, it was a beautiful renovation, one of a kind, first uh, bistro like that in the city. It was Charles Gresham who was the designer for the restaurant. Yeah, and he was uh, the best of his kind because he did, among others, Commanders, Brennan's, Broussards, Broussards and uh, you remember, well, they still do look great, all those. Why did the Stephen and Martin people get out of the business? Was it just that they someone had made them an offer that they couldn't refuse? I can't answer that for you because I came in after those after the uh, okay. restaurant was already purchased, and I, see, I never okay. inquired about that, and they never... Uh-huh. Told me. Okay. So you were hired to, for the for the new Stephen and Martin. Yeah. And the old one had at, just gone at away. At the time, I, uh, you know, I had grew up in the food service business. Uh, my mother had Regina, queen of caterers here in the city. <laughs> um, what, a, what a great name. 
It was the sandwiches in the. It was the sandwich in the little package sandwiches, right? Well, we no, did more no, than that's something you know, else. Yeah, no, we we did. At the time, catering back then was totally different than what it is today, where oh, most boy. of it is buffet. Back then, it was um, hors d'oeuvres, canopies, finger food, one, two bites, the way catering had always been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even uh, places who were serving that years ago, I mean, I'm, I'm talking 10 years ago, are no longer doing those uh, hors d'oeuvres today because it's it's just too time-consuming to do it, and it would be cost-prohibitive to produce those finger food items again. But that's where I, you know, started out as a kid growing up in the food service business with my mother, and uh, she was very good friends with uh, Warren and Marie LaRue, so, uh, you know, the way I got to become chef over at Stephen and Martin was, uh, it was such a nice place, and I started going there a couple of times a week. And as you entered uh, the club, there was a lounge area there with sofas and uh, coffee tables to sit down at and relax. So I thought I would just bring over some hors d'oeuvres from the catering business, and I did that a number of times. And Frank Mumphrey approached me and asked me uh, if I'd like to be the chef at the new restaurant they were going to redo next door. And I thought about it and said, sure. So. That's how that came to be. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So you were auditioning and didn't even know it? I did not. (laughs) And uh, so who did I go to see? I went to go see my friend Warren. uh, Why wouldn't you? To talk to him about this and um, told him all about the restaurant. So we we sat down, and you're going to love this story. We sat down and uh, made up the menu, and after I left Warren's, I went over to see my mother at her house. And I'm showing her the menu. And she's looking it over, and she says, when do we open, honey? I said, in about two to three months. (laughs) Well, honey, you don't know how to cook this menu. I said, well, they don't know that. (laughs) And she said, you have some balls, let me tell you. And it uh, worked. Well, I knew how to cook all the things we were doing in the catering business, and... I did those well, and I know how to improvise, and I have a good tongue, and uh, so I went and spent a couple of weeks over with Warren at his restaurant at night, uh, watching him on the line, and my mother sent me to work with Chef James down at the Monteleon, and so, you know, with, with that training right there and my own expertise in the catering business, um, you pulled it off. I, I did. And yeah. I can tell you that uh, in everything I've done, I'm a very organized person, even in the catering business, um, when I was working for my mother. And at no time did anyone ever have to wait for a meal. We actually had to slow up sometimes because we were so efficient in the kitchen. And hmm. uh, uh, very proud of that of... because I've been to so many restaurants where one has to wait and wait and wait. And as you know, Tom, when the restaurant opened – Everybody uh, wanted to go to Stephen and Martin's, and it was hard to get a table there for the first uh, year for lunchtime. And dinner as well. Yeah, I do remember. That was uh, that was a halcyon time, and uh, that that was the peak peak time for for my interest in dining and cooking and all the rest of it. And it's uh, been 
just terrific ever since. Well, at that time, you could probably name every restaurant that was in the uptown area today. I couldn't. There were a lot of them. Now, uh, there are 87 restaurants on Magazine Street alone. Was that? At last count, <laughs> yes. yes. You, you know, uh, I better say that uh, I am given over to uh, Ron over here uh, for a product that I buy from him uh, pretty often. My, my wife, and more, more important than her, my daughter, who is a baker uh, of pretty good repute, uh, we buy your... your uh, Ronald Reginald. Ronald Reginald's. Uh, 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 vanilla, yes. and it was Melapony Mexican Melopony, vanilla, the pure vanilla yeah. extract. Yep, yeah, we run, th- we buy it by the gallon. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's we really do, and it's well, then you a great must go through quite a bit. Then. Yeah, well, uh, again, I tell you, my my daughter, uh, she's she's into baking, and and you know, you need a little bit of it anyway. How's the snowball business? Well, the snowball business is a little slow this year because of all the rain that we had during the best two months, April and May. Uh-huh. It rained every weekend except um, for the last weekend in May. What was that, Memorial Day? That's the only weekend it didn't rain. Um, and then yeah, with the rain and the mock hurricane that almost came through here, um, <laughs> you know, more rain, it's a bad year for snowballs. I don't want to say bad, but it could have been a lot better, not not what it would normally be. Yeah. Oh well. And and then the other uh, the other thing uh, we've been dealing with. I didn't even open my snowball shop this year because I couldn't find any help. Oh, uh, an old difficult story. to find help. Robears did not open um, mm. unless they opened later on, but they didn't open early in the season if they opened at all because Mrs. Robear couldn't get any help. And I've spoken to a number of people. Um, Nick over at Pandora's on Carrollton Avenue, same trouble mm. over there. Him and his son are running it, and difficult for them to find help. So it's Gosh. a hard thing to do these days, find qualified well, people. Oh, you've or, heard that expression. It's tough to find good help. Yes. Yeah. Then is now. So back to 4141 and, and Stephen and Martin. So when did it when did it end? I don't know exactly. Um the owners also then? opened up another restaurant um, while I was at Stephen and Martin in Oakwood Shopping Center, and that was called Cannons. And then later on, uh, yeah, Stephen I forgot and Martin, about that. That is where they started. Yeah. Yes, and then later on, Stephen and Martin was changed into Cannons. I see. Okay. Right. And then Frank was approached by. This was probably. I'm, I'm guessing. Six, seven years ago, time flies so much. He was approached by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood to rent the entire space, and he decided to do that because he didn't have to do any work anymore, and he was (laughs) getting up in age, and it was much more convenient for him just to lease out the building to them and make a nice profit and not have to go through the work. So that's what he decided mm. to do. So yeah. Cannons is no more anywhere. No more Cannons. Yeah, okay. Well, Cannons was a bit of a step down from Stephen and Martin's anyway. You know? But I remember so. that time, I remember that Tom wrote something about 
turtle soup one day, and he was saying, now, how can this little, you know, average restaurant have such a great turtle soup? And that's because they were making the turtle soup that I made there, and they were using, it was my mother's recipe, and it was really the best. Mm. And after you left Stephen and Martin's, yeah. you went into the snowball business, or did you go anywhere else? You'd been doing it all along, huh? No, when I left Stephen no. and Martin, I um, where did I go? I have to think. I went um, to a restaurant in the quarter, which used to be Two Loose Latrex, and the restaurant was Green Street. Uh-huh. And the two fellows that had that. I think it was Joel Mitchell and Max Marsh. Uh, they were into real estate, real estate developers, and uh, they bought the place. <clears throat> and so I had gone there, and we were there for only about three months. Something fell through in a real, fell through in a real estate deal, and they closed the restaurant. No notice. We showed up for work one morning, and there was a chain around the door. Ah, very mm. common story, unfortunately. So yeah. after that, I uh, I went to I was unemployed. I went to back to making furniture, which is what I was doing mm. with a friend before I went to Stephen and Martin, because I left the catering business to go work for a friend on Magazine Street, making custom hardwood furniture. In fact, I made all the tables in Stephen and Martin, which ah. had a um, it was a metal insert top. Um, with poplar wood trim around the sides. So we didn't buy tables. We made all the tables right there Mm. in the restaurant. Mm. So I did that uh, for a number of months before I went over to Stephen and Martin's. So anyway, um, I went to Quesarah. I remember that one. That was, uh, they were over on... St. Charles Avenue. Hey, is where say? the Superior Grill is, right? Exactly. I yeah. think that's Fusher. And as you know, people used to flow out into the street on a Friday evening. Oh, boy, did they, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I was only going to be there temporarily until one of the owners, uh, Dr. Pratt, he was one of the owners of Quesera. Um He that's was it. opening another restaurant on Tulane Avenue that was going to be named after his wife, and that was going to be Pearlie's, but that never came to fruition. Pearlie's never opened, and he also well, the, opened J.W. of the Amico building. Excuse me. They opened the, what at the Amico building? J.W.'s. J.W.'s. That was on the ground floor of the yeah. Amico building. I remember that. Is that what's now? Um, no. What is, what's that Nothing's now? there now. It's closed no. because I just oh, walked okay. by there yesterday. Okay. Well, times change, don't they? There's a in the Entergy building. What's the name of that place that's been there forever? He's got a really good pasta salad. Hmm. <laughs> well, I've never been to the Energy building to a restaurant, so I can't help you there, yeah, Marianne. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what boy? Yeah, I'm gl- I thank you very much for taking some time out and uh, shooting the breeze with us. We we've had a lot of fun today, uh, remembering some of these. Restaurants that a lot of people haven't even heard of before, but to, to bring back some of these, it's it's terrific. Thank you. It is. Yeah. I, oh, can I tell you one more closing uh, joke about uh, Warren LaRuth? Sure. He and I, he and I were both, uh, every year we would go to Manresa Retreat House. He had been doing it for 50 years, he told me. 
And one year, uh, one of the guys who sat at his table passed away during the year. And so he said, uh, I'm giving you, he, he points at a table uh, and a chair, and he says, that man is not coming back. So I'm giving you this, this chair for the rest of your life. And uh, I thought, wow, this is pretty heavy stuff to, you know, to get that out of Warren LaRuth. Anyhow, uh, we sat down during breakfast, and I saw him take a little piece of paper out, and he, was, he wrote a few words on it and then folded it up and handed it to me underneath the table. And I looked at it, and it said, too much Biscuits for the base uh, for the no, too much <laughs> too much baking right. soda in the too biscuits. much baking soda in the biscuits <laughs> and you know <laughs> if anybody would know whether that were true or not he'd be the one <laughs> oh my god <laughs> does that sound like that's him a great not? story <laughs> that's that's Warren though that's him yeah what a guy I one of one, one of, of a kind great. I'll never be yeah. another like him never will be well thanks for taking the time I really appreciate that uh, you're doing that. Thank you for thinking of me, Tom, Marianne. Have a great day. Bye, Ron. See ya. See ya. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Now, this is this has been good. I mean, we've had uh, a lot of sort of abstruse stories here and there, but uh, this has uh, been revised. We're going to have a lot of fun with this Eat Club book. Yeah, yeah. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat with us some more down memory lane, please give us a call. WWL FM 105.3 HD2. Mm, hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD2. If you've never been on HD radio before, uh, go buy one. They're not expensive, and they give you the best sound you've ever heard. And uh, wouldn't you like to have some nice sounds? I huh? guess. With me uh, is uh, Marianne is here. Hi. And we've had a lot of fun today. Um, As usual. Uh, well, we were talking about 4141 and then Cannons, the mm-hmm. new iteration in that space, is New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Yeah, how you like that? we should talk about because do. they have great hamburgers, which are crusty on the outside, juicy on the mm-hmm. inside. They have really good seafood, which you can order spicelicious and get it jacked up a notch in the spice department. You like that spice-alicious thing, don't you? Well, I do, because it's something that people would like to do, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. They have... uh, I wonder if you can buy spice-alicious in a jar. Maybe. Let's get on with it. Maybe. Yeah. They have good local specialties, poor boys, plates, uh, seafood platters. They have um, char-grilled oysters, which uh, is something new for them. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood has a casual atmosphere. You order at the counter, sit down, very pleasant environment. Ten locations around town. Including, Ten locations? Yes, How is it possible? Including that one at 4141 St. Charles Avenue. So go really? see them. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. And they have um, they have uh, charbroiled good oysters. Good salads, okay. too. All right, so you yeah. had some matches here. You've yeah, been I actually, really uh, looking for these matches. I, I had somewhere in, in the studio here, I had a, a box of about 100 different uh, matches. This is the kind that actually has a wooden stick mm-hmm. with some of the whatever it is that you call that gunk at the end that lets you switch it and... Obviously, I'm not going to try it because that's Yes, because I really don't want to run out of this teeny tiny little office to avoid a fire. And over here, 
on the box, and this is like like a, a real cigarette uh, uh, thing. Uh, it's matches. It, it's not just a piece of paper. Uh, anyway, it says here the Redfish Grill. So well, they haven't. Well, been that's not that really long. that old. That's not no. old. Yeah. Mike is here. Mike, welcome to the Thank food you, show. Thank you, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello there. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know from personal experience, but I understand a lot of women used to bring overnight bags when they went to Quesarra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to know. When did, did Quesarra close? Is what I want to know. Because see, Superior Grill's been there for a long time. Super, Superior Grill's been three cocktails for the price of one. I'd say. And, I'd say. At least maybe Katrina. I don't know. Anyway, I think it probably uh, was another casualty of Katrina. Yeah. Moving on to another subject. I yes. know Brian Landry, Brian Landry did a stand at Galatoire's. He might have been the one before Sigil. I do remember uh, Brian Landry being mm. in Galatoire's. Am I incorrect Have you been? That? Have you? Yeah, I think you're right. Have you been uh, since Philip Lopez took over? No, I haven't. But, you know, what I get out of this is that these guys who are out there doing this adventurous culinary work and, okay, it ran its course, they're ready for a steady paycheck for a while. Exactly. And, and, and that's not to be derogatory in any way. It's just it's a steady gig, and, and they don't have to think so hard for a while. Right. Right. And then they'll go back to their creative expression probably sometime down the road, you know. Yeah, that's uh, what I would think about Michael Sitchell, who was always really, really cutting edge. And I thought, what? When I heard he went to Galatoire's. And then I thought exactly what you thought. I thought, you know what? He's probably going to enjoy just getting a nice paycheck and just, you know, I won't say cruising, but not having to work so creatively. Yeah. Because yeah. the only time the only time Galatoire's menu, to my knowledge, changes to any extent is when they're doing like a wine dinner or something. Yeah. Other than that, it's a pretty typical menu, you know. I mean, yeah. Not that I not that I dine there all that often, I would know. But anyway, that's been what I've always been under the impression. Earlier, you had a guy named Bob call about the barrel. Yes. And I get these Eventbrite notices about the barrel all the time i've really been curious about that place me too uh, I know. yeah yeah that bob had called that wasn't dr bob was it oh i don't think no, so he's a pilot no. he's a pilot oh okay okay because i know dr bob's heavy into wine and i was just wondering if that might be him are you talking but, uh, about dr bob that tom has dr. known bob, forever yeah yeah the, dr. Yeah, bob? the guy that probably the, so. the pen the pen the pen falls enthusiast the guy that buys all the pen falls wines from australia <laughs> this guy's one of the best you know he does he's got one of the he best he was in our wedding you know he was in That's our right. wedding he was in our wedding yeah, yeah. have you seen him lately okay. No, I, when I dined out a lot, I used to run into him a lot. And I drink, yeah. I'm friends with some guys that, who know him a lot better than I do who, and who uh -huh. actually go out with him. But, no, I haven't uh -huh. seen him firsthand, firsthand in quite a while. I think he uh, dropped you, Tom. To, anyway, go ahead. Made it to the South Shore today. Had to bring brother-in-law to the airport. And once again, uh, he went to one of my not-so-favorite places for lunch. But we went over to the World Deli. And I, I had, <laughs> had not been... Had not been there in a very, very long time. And I ordered a hot sausage sandwich, and she, they tell me, we don't, we don't serve sausage anymore. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been to a poor boy place in my life that didn't serve hot sausage. I mean, no. what is that about, huh? Well, did you ask her what that was about? 
No, I wasn't going to get into it. You know, like I said, we were just making a pit stop on the way to the airport. But I, I got a meatball pull boy. It was good. You know, no no big deal. But uh, was I was just astounded by we're all world world deli, yeah. on Clearview. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just thought I just thought that was so odd. I mean, that's usually a staple of a pull boy place. You know, so live and learn, huh? Is that really like a poor boy place, or is it really just more of a, a sandwich thing. place? It's hard to say. No, they do. No, well, I mean, they do. They're known for their muffalettas, and yeah. they do plate lunches. But no, it's a definitely a, a bona fide a, poor boy yeah. place. Okay. No, no doubt okay. about it. Yeah. Okay. Have a good evening. That's all I got. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight. The the reason that I'm so intrigued by the Philip Lopez thing at Galatoire's mm-hmm. is that. You know, Philip Lopez does tubes of blueberries. You know, blueberry tubes. Tubes of blueberry? Yeah, like, you know, tubes of blueberry. No. T-U-B-E. Tubes. Squeezed tubes of blueberry. Ah, okay. And that just is so, I don't know, um, just out of the world of Galatoire's. I mean, you know, I I wouldn't call it. They're two very different restaurants. When's the last time you've been to Galatoire's? It's been a long time. I went with my sister on a Monday. No, was no, they're closed on Monday, aren't they? I don't know. Anyway, I went with my sister, and we went to we went and had one of those lunch special things, which I've decided is not really a value. You know those lunch specials? They're very restrictive, and then if you go off the menu, you wind up spending as much as if you had just ordered what you really wanted in the first place. So I'm not doing that anymore. But anyway, I went. Probably two years ago with my sister. And and before that, I can't even... T- well, no, that's not true. Because I went to a Friday lunch birthday party a couple of years before that. So I've probably been to Galatoire's maybe three... This is not a lot for me. Um, but probably three times in the last three years, mm. which is, you know... I mean, there are people rolling on the ground laughing who are in Galatoire's every week, but that's not me. Well, it's uh, it's for a lot of people. You know, it's uh, I love Galatoire's. I love going mm-hmm. there. I love the food. I, I I like the people I run into. I like uh-huh. being in places where there are lots of people I know. And uh-huh. and uh, but there's one thing about it that I sure wish that they could fix, but they're not ever going to fix it because some other people will complain that it has been fixed. Mm-hmm. And that is, it is loud in that restaurant. Tom. Yes, I know. I, I think know. It's time I, I get for you burned to start up. taking your headsets to restaurants. Yeah. So that you can just cover your ears because every single restaurant, every single restaurant now you complain about. It's complaining Have you noticed city. That? It's it's every so loud. Every single restaurant. Yeah. I, I never ever notice noise. You never did. I never notice noise in restaurants ever. Except that last trip to Merrill, that was really kind of off the charts. I noticed it then, and I never notice it. I never, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm. Well, lucky you. I'll bet you there are a few listening to us right now who can identify. Know. Of course. Yeah. Say, of you know, course. This is. There are lots of people that can identify. Well, yeah, but everybody's yeah. different. Exactly. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. We covered Let's some see. interesting. We people haven't even today. had. Tom. Allie? Allie. Oh, Allie. Allie, your co-host on Friday. Allie, welcome to the food show. Are you going to be on with us Friday? 
I am, Tom. I'm so excited, and we're going to oh. delve into some oyster history of oysters around town, and oh, I'm going to see if you can remember, because I know, Marianne, you're not a big fan, so so Tom and I are going to dive into oysters. Oh, okay. boy. I That's love the idea, idea so far. That's a great idea. I know. I know. I'm, I'm so excited, but a comment? Okay, Marianne, I, I couldn't agree with you more about Galatoire's. I went when they were transitioning secretly for Lopez for two weeks, right? He started a year ago. Hmm, and we went. Um, so they were secretly transitioning him for two weeks before they made the big announcement that mm-hmm. he was the new executive chef. Um, and I remember this because my husband and I did a staycation that was to celebrate our birthdays in August because we both have August birthdays. So we, the grandparents took the kids and we said, we're going to do Galatoire's lunch on Friday. Okay. And, and so he was there. That was his like training behind the scenes for two weeks before they announced it at the end of August. And it was spectacular. But we ordered we ordered very traditional dishes. Crab okay. meat au gratin, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you screw that up, you can't be the executive chef at Galatoire's, right? Uh-huh. Like, that they're, is, they're, that's their they're, thing. They're doing grilled oysters there? No, she said, she said um, crab meat au gratin. Crab meat au gratin, okay. Crab meat au Different gratin, story. right. If you screw that, I mean, if you screw that up at right. Galatoire's, I don't uh-huh. know how you can be the executive chef there. Okay. And then a soft shell crab. We did all the crab. Okay. Mm. Um, and crab cakes, right? I mean, we okay. literally did all the crab. A dishes. woman after my own heart. Um, An all crab yeah. affair. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It, it was spectacular. But I feel like that was, you know, the testing of, you know, the secret testing behind the scenes. Like, if these go wrong, you know, then. Okay, but here's my question: Did you bag. did you know ahead of time? that he was in the kitchen or did you say well this is really really good wait what so here's why i didn't i went to the chef to watch dinner at the end of august that's put on by louisiana cooking magazine the hoffman media okay i went to their chef to watch dinner um and it was announced at that dinner that he had been Okay, so when you were in the restaurant having these dishes, did you say to your husband, boy, this is spectacularly good today? I, uh, we had, of course, it was, it was almost obnoxiously loud. I mean, if you've been, you know, (laughs) it is obnoxiously loud. There's no doubt about it. It's rambunctious. There was a bridal party there with freaking flamingo (laughs) on the the table. You know, it was obnoxious. Right. But it, it was also, you know how I'm with you, too. I kind of like the loudness of some restaurants. I like uh-huh. the energy. It's, uh-huh. it's Right. It's an energy it thing. Exactly. It was it was a little over the top, but apparently that's Friday at Galatoire's. Right yeah. Oh, is it ever? Um, that's the time to, if you're trying but, to. It was. It was. It was. I think Doug, I think is, Doug is running us off. Okay. So really quickly, did no. you notice did you notice it was a particular? The food was great. Okay, and more so than the last time you were there. 
Yes. Okay. Which okay, well, I have to go, I have to go years see. before that okay. with the stint of the other guy. So okay. I, I had, you know, something okay. to compare to. But, um, Doug, don't run me off. One more second. <laughs> you made a comment about commanders the uh-huh. other uh, You can hold on. Do you want to hold on till after the break and then Doug won't be nervous? Yes, please. All right, can we'll I? Just... And then I'll tell you yes. about commanders. Doug, let's have her hold okay. on until after the break. We'll All be right. we'll, we'll be right back in a minute. We'll be back. Okay. All right. Welcome back, back to Allie. Back to it's Allie. It's the Pucho. Allie yeah. will be here with us on uh, Friday. And yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah. that'll be fun. Okay. So go ahead. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. So you made a comment about commanders, and I had just been recently for my brother-in-law's 40th birthday. We decided mm-hmm. to go and and do it all fancy and stuff, mm-hmm. and that you literally feel like the most important person yes when you, you do. i mean that is an absolutely accurate assessment of that whole introduction yeah. and you walk mm-hmm. in it's grand it's gorgeous yeah, right. um but uh, somehow my husband and i decided that we picked the worst things on the menu and everybody else picked the best things on the menu so like they are consistently good but to your point yesterday, not what I would say, like, the most spectacular food-wise. Well, it's not my thing, and maybe it's not your thing either. And, I mean, there are people for whom it is their thing. Not. It's not my thing. Yeah, but gorgeous. They make you they yeah. make you excited yeah. to be there. Yes. Um, we just didn't pick the best entrees, but everybody else's were out of sight. So it's kind of like, you know, it's either you go there and everything is perfect and great and you always feel fabulous, or sometimes it's not and maybe it's just not for us. I don't know. But exactly. Not. I think there are people for whom it is not the place, and that is absolutely me. But I do think everybody who can afford it should have the experience at least once. Oh, yeah. That tells you what it's all about. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, because there's nothing was, it like it. There's no other experience. Wonderful like it. experience. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was it's a unique wonderful. experience. It is it's marvelous. It's absolutely you unique. Stand on me. All right. So um, what else you got? So nice. That was it. Well, Tom, I'm excited to see you on Friday. It's going to be. I have tons of questions, so it's going to be oh, all good. around. Um, dive into history about oysters around town. So it's going to be super fun. Um, and that's and and that's it because now I can hear the kids like scratch it. <laughs> <laughs> I get I, I get run. She's locked the in the bathroom. Head. All right. Talk to you later, yes. Allie. Bye. Yes. Thanks. Okay, thanks. All right. See ya. So Allie Lofton of Allie Lofton's of of Lofton's oysters is going to be your co-host on Friday. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm not. So you're not waiting. No, no, I'm not going to be there. So no? she's going to be sitting in my chair. Why are you not going to be sitting in your chair? Because I have other things to do that day. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have some more fun tomorrow because I'm super jazz now about this book. And I will tell you what uh, I want to talk about tomorrow. Is this the new one from uh No, the Eat, the Eat Club. I mean, the Eat Book. Oh, the Eat which, Book. Um, which is just chock full of cool things to talk what are you doing i have to tell you this be very careful with that thing it's rare yeah yeah 
Oh, you mean treated kindly? It's not kindly, valuable, but it is. Treated kindly? Of course it's valuable. It's very valuable. I, I have it open, and I'm going to close it up. You should have ke- kept more of those. should have. You really should have. And it's probably true of all my other books, too, but that's... that's well, the, the other ones are more recent, so you can probably get those. This one is, you know, like, not available totally. You know, it might be fun to read, see if you could reprint this just as a as a vintage yeah. thing. That might be kind of fun. Might be the way to you go. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just as is, just reprint it because there are there's a lot of cool information about things that no longer exist. Yeah. Anyway, see if you can tomorrow's yeah. tomorrow's restaurant. If you have any recollections of this, I'm certainly interested in hearing them. Mm-hmm. Bayou Ridge Cafe. Bayou Ridge Cafe that rings a bell. Where is Kevin that? Vizard, where the oh. where the Zia's is on Metairie Road? We were trying to figure out his name a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. So uh, a, I remember, chef. I remember, and and that was kind of a heady time for me because I had just gotten to be in your world. And it was an interesting world, and I had never been to eat very much. And so Bayou Ridge was one of my favorite places, and Kevin Vizard is one of my favorite mm. chefs. So uh, anyone who has any recollections about Bayou Ridge Cafe, we will be talking about them tomorrow. Ah, I know the answer to that, but I'm going to let some other people give the answers. Okay, that sounds good. We are off to uh, dinner and have a wonderful evening your own self, and we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks for being here and for listening to us. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD. Two. Two. Thank you. Where all the news is uh, news and uh, real news. How did that go? On WWL Radio, New Orleans, where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Nice talking to you. Talk to you again tomorrow. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.